Daf Beralif, Kesiyata Dishmaya. New Masacha, Masacha Megillah. Starts as follows. The Mishnah says, obviously, we're going to talk about Purim. Uh, there's a lot more discussed. Megillah, Nikrate, Biyud Aleph, Biyud Bet, Biyud Gimel, Biyud Dalab, Betadvav. So, surprisingly, we're used to the idea that Megillah can be written on one of two days, either the 14th of Adar or the 15th of Adar. Uh, again, there's extra copies right in the middle. Uh, the 14th of Adar is the regular Purim, as we call it, and the 15th of Adar is what we call Shusham Purim. Uh, the reason for the difference is that the Megillah tells us that the people, after they had the little battle, I don't know, so little, but the battle with the, uh, the non-Jews who wanted to kill them, so uh, even after the downfall of Haman, there still was this battle. So, uh, guys, more copies in the middle of the, pay, in the, middle of the, of the table. Um, pass them around if you need. Uh, so the, mo- the day that they were supposed to get killed was the 13th of Adar. So that was the battle for most places. And then when they stopped, they uh, celebrated, and that was on the 14th of Adar. But in Shushan, they asked for an extra day. So they fought also on the 14th of Adar, and they rested on the 15th. So that's where the 15th became the holiday. And we'll see how that develops. We know that, just to ruin the surprise a little bit, we know that's the uh, minhag for people who live in cities that were surrounded by walls from the time of Yehoshua Binun, and that basically is Shushan and Yerushalayim nowadays. Um, but the, but the Mishnah is telling us here that not only can you read the Megillah theoretically on the 14th or the 15th, but that can theoretically be read on the Yud Aleph, on the 11th of Adar, on the 12th of Adar, the 13th of Adar, the 14th, or the 15th of Adar. So all the five possibilities, and we'll have to explain. Lo no less and no more, meaning no earlier than the 11th, and no later than the 15th. Now, how is that so? The, the Mishnah explains. Cities that were surrounded by a wall from the time of Yoshua Binun read on the 15th. That's how it is. Now, Kfarim by So villages and large cities, which were not surrounded by walls from the time of Yoshua Binun, read on the 14th of Adar. So that pretty much covers everything. That's you know, walled cities, unwalled cities, and villages. So what else is there? Allah rather says the Mishnah Shat Kfarim Makdimin Leyom Haknisa. The only thing is that the Kfarim, the villages, can precede or move the, the date earlier to the Yom HaKnisa, to the day of gathering, meaning that, generally speaking, the way it worked was Mondays and Thursdays were market days and also court days. So the courts would sit on Mondays and Thursdays, and people would come, always come to the big city on those days. And therefore, the Chachamim, at least the way Rashi explains it here, we'll see a slightly different explanation a little bit later, the way Rashi explains it is that in order to make it easier for the villages where they didn't necessarily have somebody who could read the Megillah for them, so uh, it'd be a little bit of a tirchah for them to come in on a day that wasn't a normal day. Remember, they didn't have like you know cars or public transportation. It was very difficult to get to the big city. So they allowed them to move the reading of the Megillah to a day when they anyways would be coming into the big city, and then they could hear the Megillah that way. How so? It's not a Mishnah. The rest of the Mishnah will basically be laying out uh, how you end up with um, days, Monday or Thursday, falling out on the 11th, 12th, 13th, etc. So the Mishnah tells it as follows. Ketzad, how does, does it work? Chal liyot Yudala b'sheni. So if the, uh, the day of Yudala, the 14th of Adar, which we call Purim, falls out. Chal, that's a key, that's a good word. If you guys have that, I'm sure, a bunch of times, but it's good that you'll see it in this Mishnah a lot of times. If it falls out on, the, on, the, on Monday... So the villages and the large cities read that day. That's the 14th, and it's also a Monday. And the surrounded the, wall, the, the walled cities read the next day. If the, uh, if the 14th falls out on Tuesday or Wednesday, 
Then Kfarim Maktimim lo Yom HaKnisa. Then the villages uh, back it up to the Yom HaKnisa, which is Monday. That means it would be either the 13th of Adar or the 12th of Adar. Okay? That makes sense? Yeah? And then the cities themselves would read on the 14th itself, which would be the Tuesday or the Wednesday. And the walled cities would read it on Thursday. Uh, right? Uh, or whatever the, whatever the next day is. Ted Bav. If the 14th fell on, fell on a Tuesday, uh, excuse me, on a Thursday, so again, the villages and large cities would read on that day, and then the walled cities would read it the next day, which would be Friday the 15th. If the 14th fell out to be on Erev Shabbat on Friday, so the villages back it up to the Yom Aknisa, which is the Thursday, which is the 13th of Adar. That's interesting, because now what happened here is since the 14th fell out on a Friday, that means the 15th would fall out on Shabbat. We're not going to allow them to read um, Megillah on Shabbat, which we'll see why later. Again, spoiler, is that because we don't worry, they're worried that people would carry to bring the Megillah to somebody to teach them how to read it or to read it themselves for them. And therefore, we don't read the Megillah on Shabbat. So the, so the, the, the unwalled cities anyways read on Friday, the 14th. But in this situation, the walled cities back it up themselves, and they will read on Friday as well. Chaliot b'Shabbat, if the 14th falls out on Shabbat, you have the same issue now for the unwalled cities. So Kfarim v'ayarok tolot makdimim. So the villages and the big cities now back it up to Thursday, which again, in this case, is the uh, 12th. And they read on the Yom HaKnisa. Uh, and then the walled cities read the next day, because that's a Sunday, and no problem, they can keep the regular day. Chaliot achar Shabbat, if it falls out to be after Shabbat, which we'll also call Sunday, then Kfarim Maktimim Yom HaKnisa, the villages back it up to the Yom HaKnisa, which is Thursday, so they're backing up three days, which is finally the 11th, that's the 11th, and that's the example we have here. By Arod Kudolot Karim Bobayom, the large cities read on that day itself on Sunday, Umukafol Choma Lemachar. Ah, so we don't go forward. So that's a good question. We don't go forward. We're always, we're always backing it up. We always make it earlier, not later. That's a good question. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Is something like Kfarim and uh, It probably is the definition based on size and do they actually have a court there? Okay. Great questions. Okay. Yeah. On Sunday, the, the, the Kfarim move back because they want to read, oh, they always want to read on a Monday or a Thursday. Okay, they always want to move back on Thursday. So Sunday, and you always have to move back. We're always going to make it earlier, so they move back to Thursday. Okay, so that's how we have all the possibilities of Yud Aleph, Yud Bet, Yud Gimid, Dalat, Yud All right, shh. All right, because it's okay, it's just a chair. You can, hand. You can handle it. Okay, the Gemara now says as follows. Megillam Yikrep Yud Aleph Minalan. The Megillah can be read on the 11th. From where do we know this? The Gemara says, what do you mean? Minalan? From where? Kidabainan Lameimar Lakaman. As we want to say later on, what do we say later on? Chachamim hikilo al hakfarim. The chachamim were lenient for the villages. Liyod makdimim liyom haknisan. Order to move it up, right? They move the date up to the day of gathering, right? right the Monday or Thursday before. Why? So here we see a reason that's different from what Rashi told us. So that they are available to provide water and food for their brethren in the cities. Okay, but the point is, I mean, it sounds like the villagers have, have like sounds like sort of like a little bit of a. Uh, um, you know, like a farmer's market, right? but they can come in on Purim and be providing things, and they don't have to worry about doing the mitzvah of the day. They've already fulfilled the mitzvah. Um, now, it's interesting, they don't purposely do that. Like, if it fell out on 14th, was a Monday or Thursday, they wouldn't have an issue. But I guess that's the idea. They want it to be available. 
Um, but that seems to be the source. That seems to be the source. So why are you asking me what's the source for the 11th, being able to read in the 11th? That is the source. We have this bright up. Okay? Yeah, question. Is this a Presumably, the din is you should really read the fourteen. The Chachamim wanted to say, no, we'll make it easier for you. You'll read it on a day you're anyways you're anyways here. That's the leniency that they're allowing it, right? I mean, I, mean, I mean, it makes it easier for them. It's not like I don't think as opposed to like a chumra versus a kula it means that they made it easier for them. Anyways, they come to town that day. It's much more convenient for them to read it on the Monday or the Thursday. They're anyways going to be there. So that's the leniency in this sense. Okay. So the Gemara says, uh, uh, so, what, so what, is the, what did the Gemara mean when it says, Minalan? So, Anan Hachikam Rinan. So we are saying like this. This is what we meant to say. Mirti. Let's see. Kulu Anshe Knesset Hagdola Takninu. All these things, the Anshe Knesset Hagdola, right, the men of the Great Assembly, they established them. They're the ones who established Purim. And all, it must be that they established all these days. Meaning, even Yudalafi Ba'igimu. The Isal Kadaita, because if you would think, only instituted that you can read the Megillah on the 14th or the 15th, whether it's a walled city from the Tavi Yashubinim or not, and Atu Rabbanan, Takanda would the Rabbanan come along, Atu come, Va'akre, and uproot a Takana that the Anche Knesset Hagdola instituted? That's impossible. But we learned in the Mishnah, and Mishnah is quoted in many different places, right? This is a fundamental principle about how Bate didn't work, that Beitin cannot come and nullify the words of another Beitin unless it's greater than it both in number and in wisdom, or wisdom and in number. And so this is the principle of how we can't just uproot Takanot Chazal, right? We have to have a Beitin that's greater. And, there, and that's the case. So how come, if, if, if it would be the Ashik Nasagdola only instituted Yudal and Etadvav, how could our puny little Beitin that came along later expand it and say, no, you don't read on Yudal Etadvav, you can read on Yudal Etadvav too, as long as you live in the village. So, Ella, rather, Pshita, rather, it's obvious that Kudu on Sheikh Zakanes Lagdola Takinu. It's clear that every, all of these dates were instituted by the An Sheikh Knesset Lagdola, by the men of the Great Assembly, by the time of Ezra. But the question is, Hecha Ramiza. Where is the hint? Where's the hint in the Megillah that you could have all these dates? So that's, that's the question we're asking. So we said, Minalan, we know what comes from Ajak Nasdagdola. That's clear. The whole Purim is Ajak Nasdagdola, right? The whole Purim isn't based on, I mean, it, it's a story in Tanakh. But fundamentally, it's a, it's a holiday that's Midor Rabbanan. The question is, well, where is there a hint in the Megillah, though, that you can have reading of the Megillah on all these dates? So, Amar Rav Shem and Baraba, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Kras. Rav Shem Baraba quotes Rabbi Yochanan, who quotes the Pasuk, Lekayim et yimei ha-parim ha-ele bizmanehem. To fulfill the, the the days of these Purim, of these Purim or these days of Purim at their times, many times. Manim They instituted many times. Okay, so what the particulars are, fine, but you see already a hint in the Megillah that there's many, many times where you can quote unquote fulfill the the the, 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 the days of Purim by reading the Megillah. Oh, this is not a shot. This is a remiza. This is a hint, right? We're, we're being explicit. So Gemara says, hold on a second. But but that word is necessary for itself. Meaning, we already know fundamentally there are two dates on which you can read the Megillah, Yudalin and Tadvav. That's explicit in the, in the, in the, in the Megillah. So Bismanihem sounds like there are times. So it's already Yudalin Tadvav. Why would you assume that means Yudalin Yudbet Yigimel? So Gemara says, if it was the case, it was only Yudalin Tadvav, Lema Krasman. 
the potter could have specifically said, Zman, right? There's man at the proper time. And you know what the proper time was. My is manehem. Why does it say manehem? There are times. Zmanim, tuva, many times. But again, but we still need the plural of times because you have to learn that the time for this one is not the time of that one. Meaning, we have to know that it's not that there's two available times. You dial it in Tadvav, and as long as you read them again on one of those two days, that would be permissible. I mean, you can imagine such a scenario where there's two available options to read the Megillah, and as long as you do one or the other, that's totally fine. But we have to say, no, this man of this one is not this man of this one. I mean, if you live in a walled city, you have to read on Tadvav, not on your Dalit. And vice versa, if you read in, live in an unwalled city, you read on your Dalit, not on Tadvav. So it's specifically that. So we, need, we still need the plural to teach you that there's like there's necessary several times. Im Kane, if that were the case, Lemakrazmanam. It could have said their time. Their time. Meaning their, meaning people of Shushan or Yerushalayim, and the people who don't live in the walled cities. Right? Each of them has a time, a singular time. Okay? That's what Zmanam would mean. My Zmanahem, their times. So what's the idea? Shamat Minakulus. We learn from there. All of these possibilities, including your Aleph, your Det, and your Gimel. So the Gemara says, Amos Manim Tuva. So I'll say maybe there should be even more times. Maybe like you just like you know, just you can say it many other times. Who knows? Back to the beginning of uh, Adar. Who knows when you could do? We're going to assume that Zmanehem, their times, is similar to their time. Mazmanam Tray, just as their time is two. Afzmanehem Tray. So to Zmanehem is two. Well, if you know anything about math, Yedalaf, Yibet, Yigimel is not two, it's three. There we go. All right, so far, so we're doing pretty good. Okay, so what's going on here? So which two extra dates are going to be added by the words Zmanehem? Tomorrow says, well, Ve'ema Tresar Utlesar, I'll suggest that it should be the 12th and the 13th, which makes sense. You have the 14th and the 15th, you're going to add two days before, that it'll be the 12th and the 13th. Tomorrow says, no, Kid'amar Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, as Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, he says, Yud Gimel Zman Kilala Kohli. You'll see that quote in a few uh, lines, that he says that the 13th of Adar is a Zman Kilala Kohli. Everyone can gather together. Why? Because Yud Gimel is the day in which the miracle happened, essentially. Yud Gimel of Adar was the day that the Jews were supposed to be killed, and we were saved. We had the battle, we were saved. So he's saying that's clear, that by itself, without any extra psukim, it's clear that that, that date should be available for extra, for like for reading the Megillah. The Lone Tzarek Lerabuye, they don't need it to include it based on the Pasuk. So, Hachanami, so here too, we can say in this context, Yud Gimel's Manki Lalakolhi, the Lone Tzarek Lerabuye, so it says Manki Lalakol, we don't need to include it. So again, so we have the 14th and the 15th from the, from the, from the Megillah itself, 13th from the fact that it was the day of the salvation, it's Manki Lalakol, everyone can gather then. We have the Rizmanihem as two more days, and that's the 11th and the 12th. Okay, so according to him, it's great. Kumar says, well, hold on a second. Ve'emashetzar, ve'eshevzar. Right? So let's say the 16th and the 17th. Let's move forward. Kumar says, ve'lo ya'avor k'tiv. Right? It says, and it shall not be passed. Now, literally, lo ya'avor actually means not to, like, violate the laws of that day. But again, as a hint, that's what it's saying. Don't, over, don't pass those days by. So past the 15th, we're not going to allow anybody to read the Megillah. Okay? So that's one opinion as to how we derive Yud Aleph and Yudet. And then we had Yugimah also uh, included, or at least what the hint is for that. But the Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini Amar, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini has a slightly different um, Pasuk that he looks at. Amar, the Pasuk says, Kayamim Asher Nachu Bahem Yehudim. Like the days that the Jews, upon which the Jews rested. Okay, meaning when they were finished with the battles. Yamim 
kayamin. Maybe you see that, right? It says the word kayamin. It means it could have said yamin, but it says kayamin, like the days. Lerabot, yud aleph, yud bet. To include yud aleph and yud bet, it's like several days. Okay, 11 and 12. Ve'ema but Maybe I'll say it should be the 12th and 13th that's included. Why the 11th and 12th? Well, here's the original quote we just said before. Amr bishmuel bar yitzchak, yud gimel zman kila lakolhi, velotzarech lerabuyeh. He also, right, that's, we just saw that, but that's, this is the original context he said it. That's manki la lako, you don't have to include it, so that's why Kayamim tells it 11th and 12th. The Ema or maybe I would say that it should be the, the 16th and 17th, as you just saw, the lo yavor ti. Okay? So it says lo yavor, so it can't be ahead, you have to go back. So far, so good? Okay, pretty technical, but that's how we're deriving it. And Umar continues, it says, my time of lo amri bizmani hem. So why did Rabshmuel bar nachmeni say from the word Kayamim and not be bizmani hem? So he says, Zman, Zmanam, Zmanihem, Lomashbalai. That, that extra word, like Zman, because it's Zman, Zmanam, Zmanihem, he doesn't think that means anything. That doesn't mean it to him. Meaning, this is always, it's always fascinating to see these lines in, in the Gemara because you see what, that the drushes that certain rabbanim use to derive certain halachot. And then people say, like, I don't think that really is such an extra word. And it really doesn't do it for me. I don't really learn much from that. Okay, so that's, that's a possibility. I can disagree about whether a certain word is available for drush. Rav Shimon Bar Abba, my time Lo Amar Kavish Shmuel Bar Nachmeni. So why did Rav Shimon Bar Abba not say, uh, sorry, Lo Amar Mi Kiyamim? So why doesn't he use Kiyamim? Why doesn't he use Manehem? Amalacha, Hahu Lidorot, Hu Dichtiv. He says that word Kayamim is teaching you for all generations. It's saying, like, it should be, like, in all generations, it should be like the days where the Jews rested at the time in the Purim story itself. So he doesn't think that Pasuk is telling you about the celebration of Purim in that year. He's saying that that's the idea that in general, for many generations, like all for all time, basically we should observe the holiday of Purim. Okay, so they disagree about which source or which is the, 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 the Pasuk that hints at this idea. But in the end, we all come back to the same halach. Okay. Amar Rabba Bar Bachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabba Bar Bachana says in the name of Yochanan, Zon divrei Rabbi Akiva stimta'a. These are the words of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva stimta'a. Stimta'a is like the stam, like the word stam mishnah, like it's just like the unnamed. So Rashi actually has two explanations here. He prefers his first explanation. If you look on the left side of the page, there's a lot of Rashi on this page, so it goes on the left side too. It's further up, right in the middle of the Mishnah there. It's a long Rashi. He says, Stimta harbe stam Mishnah, stam reb, uh, satam rebi. So Rebbe, meaning Rebbe Nasi, when he compiled the Mishnah, he made a lot of Mishnayot stam, meaning unnamed, unattributed. Shehin divrei Rebbe Akiva. And a lot of those were the words really of Rebbe Akiva. Okay, that's... That's his, we'll, we'll stop at that explanation right now. That's his idea. So that's what Rabbi Yochanan is pointing out here, that this Mishnah is reflecting the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Okay? Didarish zman zmanam zmanihem. Now he learns the drush of zman zmanam zmanihem. Aval chachamim omrim, but the chachamim say, ein karinota ela bizmana. You may only read the Megillah at its proper time, meaning the 14th or the 15th. Okay, so that's a statement of Rabbi Yochanan. Interesting. So he says that all, like in the Mishnah, the whole big chiddush, the whole discussion, all according to Rabbi Kiva. Made the base. We have a kushia. Am Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says in a brayta, "Imatai bezman shashanim ketiknam v'Yisrael shurin alamatam." When is this true that you are allowed to to have the reading of the Megillah on the eleventh and twelfth and thirteenth, in addition to the fourteenth and fifteenth? That's when the shanim are ketiknam. All the years are as they are set up. Meaning we're observing the Yovel and the, you know the Shemitah and everything is all normal. V'Yisrael shurin alamatam. Ben Yisrael are living on their land. But nowadays, when we're in Galut, since they look towards it, I'll explain that in a second, you may only read the Megillah at the proper time. And it says, but what he says is, that when all the years are set the way they're supposed to be, is that 
the proper, like the Beitin, you know, declares Rosh Chodesh at the proper time, and the word gets out and is spread about what the proper dates are. So that's when we can sort of fool around when, when people are reading the Megillah, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, that's okay. But nowadays, he says, when people fun- functionally, what they do is they, to figure out when Pesach is, they look to, them, to when, the, when Purim is. They say, oh, when did we read the Megillah? Oh, on that day, that Monday? Okay, we'll start calculating from, from then, and we'll know when Pesach is, essentially. So, what's that? Yeah, they look towards that, exactly. They look towards Purim for that. And therefore, if you start fooling around with it, and people start, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th, so it's true that there's a logical explanation for why you would read it those days, and you can calculate it, but for most people, they wouldn't really be able to make that distinction, to be confused. And to avoid the confusion, we do not allow you to do that under normal circumstances. So in our case, says Rabbi Yudah, we're not allowed to do this. It's a good question. He's saying, look, he's saying functionally, he's like, it's all that kind of chazal anyways. So if we see that, there, that people will, will observe Pesach wrong because of a, 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 a kula that the Ashikas gave for being able to expand the days of Purim, that's a travesty. We don't want all that to happen. So we'll just restrict it. He's saying, look, the fundamental din is true. But we have, but functionally, we have to change things around because it's just not going to work. So let's just look. They're still fulfilling the mitzvah, but there's nothing wrong if you do it on the fourteenth. It's just we're just not going to let them do it on the twelfth and thirteenth under those circumstances. So Gemara says, Rabbi Huda Aliva Deman. Rabbi Huda, who's he? T- according to whom? Who's he? Uh, who's he following? So Ilay Maliba de Rabbi Akiva. If you say that he's following Rabbi Akiva, Afilu Bizman Hazayi Delahayta Kanta. Rabbi Akiva says. That even nowadays there is this takana, right? Rabbi Kiva and Armisha didn't make any distinctions about when you can read the Megillah earlier than the 14th. So, Elalav, Aliba, the Rabbanan. So, rather, must be that he's following the Rabbanan. Ubizman, Shashanin, Ketignav, Yisrael, Shunel, Matan, Mia, Karinan. But if that's the case, he's following the Rabbanan, then he's admitting them that when the Shanim are Ketignan, Yisrael, Shunel, Matan, Rabbi, that's all, all working out well, nonetheless, you would in fact be reading the Megillah. So what we're saying is that Rabbi Yochanan said that according to Chachamim, you always only read the Megillah on the 14th and 15th. You're never allowed to do it on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. But we see from Rabbi Yehuda, who must be following the Rabbanan, that he says, well, no, it depends on the time period. If it's a time we're all there, you would be allowed to read in the 11th and 12th and 13th. So you see that from Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yochanan's explanation of the Chachamim is incorrect. So Gemara says, Tiyovta to Rabbi Yochanan. So could this be a knockout on Rabbi Yochanan? The answer is, Tiyovta. It is in fact a knockout. He's, he's incorrect. And that we do not hold the Chachamim uh, disagree with our Mishnah fundamentally. The Gemara has an Ika da Amre. There's another version of how this conversation went down. It's basically the opposite conversation, but it all uses the same sources. You see, Amar Rabbi Barachan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Zodivrei Rabbi Kiva, Stimta, Ava Chachamim, Amru Bezman Hazeh, Hol Mistaklimba, In Karinota Ala Bezmana. Now, this version of Rabbi Yochanan basically acknowledges this uh, this distinction, right? That this is all according to Rabbi Kiva, but the Chachamim would say that you never do it, but rather that sometimes. You can do this, namely when we're in Eretz Israel and we have the, you know, the the Chodesh announced by the Beitin, etc. But Bezman has that we don't do such a thing. If that's the case, Tanya Namihachi, then we have a bright that just like this. Right now, the Rabbi Huda is a support for this. Amar Rabbi Huda in Matai, when is this true? Bezman Shashanim Ketignam Yisroshin Abadan. Rabbi Huda says this explicitly. When is this true? Only when we have the years set up the way they normally are, and Bnei Israel live on their land. Abba Bezman Hazeh, but nowadays Horlem Yisakling Ba and Karinata Ela Bismana. Since we look towards Purim to figure out when we say when Saturday Pesach, we should only read it at the proper time. I think we'll stop here and continue tomorrow. Shkolch everybody.